You've been listening to the Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at piconenick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190. Subscribe to the Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, Shooters Radio Universe! My name, of course, is Vaughn Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of my nitpicky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man, man, pots and pants, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. What is he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. For all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Out there in the internet land, my name is Warren Johnson. I'm joining us with my main man, Hot. And the Phillies and Philly Influencer. And you are listening to episode 206 of the free shooters on a whole variety of platforms. Before I tell you about this platform, it's great to pay. Let me do my weekly check on my guy, my main man, as I said earlier. Nick the Tone, Nick, doing tonight on this little muggy week as we've had here, heat waves we've had here in the Philadelphia You threw me for a loop, man. I was ready to hear you say multitude, and you said variety instead. I gotta change it up sometimes. Hey, variety of things up, man. Ways. I gotta okay. have a variety of openings. Okay, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, Change up every night. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing good. We got our severe weather of the week, uh, of, it, of the day, out of the way a little earlier. So uh, we're smooth sailing right now, uh, at least during the portion of our uh, the portion of Wednesday night that is our podcast recording. So uh, hopefully the power doesn't go out. That's yeah. all I'm worried about because the Phillies are losing, and I'm, I've I've lost interest already. So. Well, we're, we're going to cheer you up today. We're going to cheer the fans up please, tonight. Please, please, please. Ep- on episode 206. So we talked about, I believe it was last week, how we were going to do a Patreon special live commentating Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, SummerSlam 1994, cage match for the WWE Championship. But a funny thing happened this week. Actually, nothing happened of really note <laughs> this week. And we were kind of struggling because we don't want to just recap Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we don't want to just like, oh, this happened and that happened on the show. We kind of like delving into topics and talking in depth about it, you know, to stray away from what a lot of other podcasts do, which is just recap shows, which is nothing wrong with that. If you want to get a show recap, you listen to those shows. But here, we're doing something a little different on Straight Shooters, at least we try to. Uh, but since there's really not much to talk about, and I've been super busy because we started training camp, well, last, last Thursday was our first practice, but uh, it seems like... You know, we've been running hard ever since. 
uh, I haven't really racked my brain around what's going on in pro wrestling lately. So I was like, you know what? We're going to give the fans. And, you know, it's, of course, you might say, well, you just didn't have nothing to talk about. So that's why you're doing this. But look, it's actually a special <laughs> treat for the fans. We're going to treat you. Instead of making you pay for the Owen Hart versus Bret Hart live commentary, we're going to give it to you for free. Mm, I like that word. Instead of $1.99 on patreon.com slash straight shooters, it is free 99 on episode 206 on all the platforms you can find us on these here interwebs. What platforms, you ask? Let me tell you. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us on all those various platforms. And, of course, the mothership, wildfireradio.com. Uh, if you want to go straight to our shows on Wildfire or, you know, from Wildfire or whatever, you, just, you don't want to go kind of bypass it because it, it's all the same, you know. Uh, you can go mm-hmm. straight to our episodes, straight dot, straight-shooters.simplecast.com. Uh, so that's where all our episodes are. The whole archive is there. That's that's through Wildfire Radio. It's not like we're cutting Wildfire Radio out. This is all through WildfireRadio.com yeah. anyway, so... Again, straight-shooters.simplecast.com. And, of course, like I said earlier, like I alluded to earlier, Patreon, patreon.com slash shootersradio. We can get some exclusive content, including other live commentaries that we've done. Uh, we did, which one we did last? We did the ninth, the, the, the Body Slam challenge thing. Yeah, from, yeah, Stars and Stripes, Stars, baby. Stars and Stripes from... A hero was born. The summer of 93. Uh, you, you weren't born in 93. What are you talking about? No, uh, a hero was born. Oh, a hero! I thought you said the year you were born. A hero <laughs> was born. Yeah, that's accurate. At least in WWE's mind, a hero was born that day. Literally, <laughs> a whole song and a music video about it. That's right. Uh, we have it. We have the audio on that Patreon exclusive too. So if you want to rock out in your car, you you listen to that with you car commentary. Hero. <laughs> that's right. Like, why would why would you not want to pay one ninety nine for that? You can pay one ninety nine to hear me sing that some more too, probably. On <laughs> I think I said some. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> for the nominal fee, if that you know enthralls you, you're excited about that, then feel free to go to Patreon.com/slash/UdasRadio and pay only one ninety nine to get that exclusive piece of content and more on Patreon. So tonight, uh, we're gonna go back to in the past to nineteen ninety four. Uh, of course, like I said earlier, SummerSlam 1994, where the main event of this big show was Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yes. You're not watching that. No, 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 no. We're going to watch what was, I guess, the semi-main event. Should have been the main event. But Undertaker likes big guys and he likes his attractions. And for whatever reason, Undertaker versus Undertaker closed the show. But uh, on the undercard, we had a sibling rivalry. Bret Hart, the WWE champion, the incumbent champion, going against his younger brothers in real life. This is not for not for games, not for fake. This is real life blood here. Owen Hart, who's coming up and challenging his brother for the WWF title. Uh, of course, this was set up late '93 at the Survivor Series. It kind of began. It kind of came to a head in '94 Royal Rumble when Owen Hart kicked his leg out of his leg. Right, wasn't that? Yeah. Uh, and then of course WrestleMania 10, where they had by all accounts, a classic in the opening match. Owen Hart got the better of his brother that night. Clean, beat him fair and square. But later that night, Bret Hart won the WWE Championship. And the classic shot and the classic spin forward 
of the story was that while Bret Hart is in the ring with everybody, he's up on everybody's shoulders, Owen Hart is in the alleyway, and he's just looking like, I can't believe he got another one. He won again, and he's just sitting there, sitting there with disgust, and it's a perfect way to tell that story, spin it yep. forward, and here we are, a couple months later, August 1994, SummerSlam 94, Steel Cage for the WWE Championship. Uh, for if you talk about classic wrestling storytelling, it really doesn't get much better than this. We got I mean sibling rivalry aside. You usually see that in wrestling, but like two people don't like each other, they settle it inside a steel cage for a title on the line. I mean, that's like textbook wrestling right there. Text, textbook wrestling booking. Yeah. yeah, I love the way you laid that out. And I remember, you know, WrestleMania. You know, I'm eight years old and I'm on the Bret Hart bandwagon, and I was like, I couldn't believe I went Hart beat him. At WrestleMania, but then at the end of the night, you know, when he's the champion, the other superstars holding Bret Hart on their shoulders, like he's a hero for conquering Yokozuna with Owen Hart in the aisleway, like you said, looking at him and like, man, I can't believe he he beat me again somehow, even though Owen Hart beat him earlier in the year. Uh, yeah, it was perfect, you know. I, he's I still did not, the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, exactly the spotlight and. I didn't appreciate that storytelling back then, you know, eight years old. Yeah. I have a grasp on some things, but at the same time, I still want the good guy to win. I'm not deep into it. Like I am now, obviously. So, you know, looking back, like you laid it out. One of the best storylines I think I've ever seen play out, uh, at least on WWF TV way back then. So we're going to live commentate this match tonight. If you want to join us, feel free. Go to WWE network, which is brand spanking new. They hate they, it. The uh, updated look. Hate it. Wow. I I haven't been on it much since it's been rolled out. Uh, but so far, I like the aesthetics. I know some people. You, look, you're probably just not. You're probably just, just adverse to change. No, no, because I like the look too, but the usability has been off okay. ever since the update. Really, so it's it's a struggle right now. This is really my first time really sinking my teeth into it, so I'll be able to tell better what you're saying, but. The overall look looks much better than the old version because it looked it didn't look that great back when it was first released in 2014. You know, that was five years ago and it didn't look that great. And they kept it exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. For five years. That's a long time. Yeah. Not really do any design tweaks to a website or a streaming service. Even Netflix changes like, you know, maybe once every two years or something like that. They'll tweak some things and you mm. know, update some things. But WWE Network is the same for five years. So <laughs> Uh, it's good that they at least finally gave it a refresh. Uh, so yeah, let's we'll talk about the usability, I guess, while we go along. Uh, real quick though, I guess one current thing we can talk about before we get into it. Well, maybe backtrack a little bit. If you want to join us in this live commentary, we're at uh, one hour twenty nine minutes, and well, I'm at nineteen, but Nick's at twenty seconds. But if you want to be on my time, one twenty nine nineteen. Bret Hart is in the rings at the end of a video package. He's holding up the belt. So literally, it's just a second apart. So 129.19, we'll give you a second to load that up. While we give you the second to load that up and get to where we are, get to that timestamp, Nick, did you see? I, I got to at least mention this from this past week at WWE television. Roman Reigns get knocked over by <laughs> some scaffolding uh, in one of the most ridiculously shot injury angles that wasn't really an injury angle I've ever seen. I did, and I'm so glad you brought that up. And the first thing, and I even tweeted out a GIF, the first thing it reminded me of was the Boy Meets World Scream episode where 
Sean Hunter was the killer in this dream, dream <laughs> yeah. sequence, and he it's was pushing classic. over. He yeah, he was pushing over books to kill people in the library, and <laughs> like that's just. And I, if you want to see a gif, I, I tweeted it out at Nick Bacon on Twitter, and it's like the first thing I thought of when I saw that happen because I thought they were gonna end it with like Roman, you know, on a stretcher or something like that. But no, like he was just sitting up, and I was like, wait, like, wait, are they? Is this like a, a miss shoot or something? Because. Or is Roman supposed to be up? And then like they were helping him up, and then I was like, okay. As it went on, it was like, okay, it's obviously supposed to be like this. <laughs> Just like the everything surrounding it, it was so poorly done, but it left us wondering, like, who who were they going to put in that spot? Who did it? So in that vein, I'm kind of interested, but it's the whole just the way it looked. I mean, could have it. Could it have looked better, an attack on Roman? Sure. Um, but just the different angles and everything like that, it, it looked absolutely... It reminded me of something like... Uh, there, there was something similar to that with like the angles or something. And I'm trying to remember, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head. So it, during the course of this podcast, if I remember a specific angle that... It, it was shot similarly. And I believe it was WWE TV not that long ago. So I'll have to think about it. But it reminded me of that, too. Can't remember if it was like Raw or SmackDown or something like that, but it was uh, it got people talking. That's for it sure. Was, it was trash. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, uh, I'm all for a good mystery angle. We had the one a couple years ago where who was like who attacked Enzo, right? And it was like Corey Graves had to scoop but didn't really touch right, anything, right, yeah. and that went on for a couple of weeks. The payoff was kind of trash <laughs> with big cast and all that, but yeah. the mystery leading up was I liked it. I was I was into it. This though, oh my god, for one. How there was a, a a camera angle of like right behind the the <laughs> this, the apparatus or whatever it was. Yeah. How why was there a camera there as it fell? How because there's cameras everywhere, man. There's literally it's three sixty, buddy. Three sixty. That's ridiculous. <laughs> For one, we we knew something was up when we just we, when there's like Caleb Brax is like, hey, here comes Roman Reigns and yeah. somebody walking up. To the yeah. interview, they always out of frame, and then they walk into the frame. So, because because WWE does it so consistently, we can see when it's not when it's out of the ordinary. Instead of exactly. they don't change it up ever, so that's on, that's another WWE issue. It's very formulaic, and we saw it from a mile away, so we knew something was going to happen. Just didn't know what, obviously. But all the the camera cuts, so many cuts, and then the shaky cam. WWE, y'all gotta get it together. This is why y'all don't win any Emmys, because people watch this who don't watch wrestling. And they're like, what? How? This not from a concept perspective, this from a technical 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 perspective. It's bad. No one else shoots television that way. No other television show. Not reality shows, not sports, not dramas, you know, sitcoms, nothing. Nobody shoots that way. Nobody does the shaky you literally saw uh. the like Maybe last year when somebody's getting beat down, you see the cameraman yeah. coming to the game and he's intentionally shaking the camera. They yeah. taught him to do that. But no one shoots that way. No one has so many cameras around for something that's not supposed to happen. That, that's just absurd. Like, I get it's a TV show, but come on. Like, you had like five of them. Not I agree. One or two, you, but five. And you're not trying to make the viewers sick either with, with, with talking about the shaky camera. Like, yes, we get it. It's chaotic. There's a brawl going on. But we don't need to feel like we're involved in the brawl while watching it at t- right. you know, watching it at home. Like that's not what wrestling should be. Like, like you said, it's not 
if it's a movie, that's that's different. If it's an IMAX theater, that's different. But we're watching TV, like a wrestling show. We're not involved, so don't make us involved and make us sick watching the TV. Make it's us like nauseous. Somebody a long time ago watched one of the Bourne movies and just was like, <laughs> that's it. And they've been doing it for the next last 15 years or something like that. But So that's one issue. The worst part about all of it, they could have came away with something if Roman Reigns was stretched out of there and taken to a local medical facility, as they call it in WWE. Instead, he was like sitting up before anybody even got to him. And then he walked away. It's like, where's the heat? This guy's supposed to be like, what? In the hospital at the very least. Come on. He, he walked away should... like somebody threw coffee on him. And then he's right, like, like, man, he what the hell? He's like br- brushing it off. Like, man, like you trip and fall and look at the ground like, what was that? Like, you just trip <laughs> over your own feet. But when you, you know, when you trip and fall, you just look at it. You, you look at the ground like it's the ground's fault. Like, you know what? Maybe it was. Maybe it was an earthquake. I don't know. Maybe that's how they'll explain it. That's how you was it. Like, like it was nothing. <laughs> it's like, so I guess that just was an accident that happened. Like, where was the heat? Like, you, why do you have to make Roman Reigns look so strong that he's not even a phase, he's not even phased by a sneak attack that he's supposed <laughs> to build up his next match? Like, it's okay if he's hurt for at least a week. Right. He, he don't even have to miss a show. Which I mean, I would rather. I prefer he miss a show to sell the injury. Yeah. But at least. He should leave that arena. The last we saw Roman Reigns should have been in an ambulance, leaving in a stretcher. Let that sink in and get that heat. And like, oh man, Roman's really hurt. What's going to happen now? Instead, he just walked away like, huh. And we only have one more episode. Well, we have Raw and SmackDown. Roman's probably going to appear on both shows next week, but we only have two more shows until SummerSlam. So how are they going to? Are they going to tie anything in? Like, is he actually going to wrestle at SummerSlam against whoever did this attack? Is that even going to be? Are, are they going to wait till after SummerSlam to reveal whoever did it? Yes, or maybe it's, it's Rikishi. I don't know. He did it for The Rock again. <laughs> you go steal The Rock Thunder and Hobbs versus Shaw. Push something over on top of him. <laughs> You're gonna steal my my cousin Thunder and Hobbs versus Hobbs and Shaw. But is it Roman his cousin too or something? Like they're all, they all cousins. You know that? What? The Usos and Roman Reigns are legit cousins. Yeah, no, I know. I'm like, it, but Roman Reigns like is uh, ain't they really all related somehow? Yeah, like, they're all cousins. But it, so but no, but what did Roman rock, do? The Rock is more like Rikishi <laughs> than Roman Reigns. Like apparently, I don't know. Get it for the rock, even as it his own blood. So I don't know, uh, but yeah, that was rough. Rikishi cannot be trusted. <laughs> that was rough. So, uh, yeah, so that's our raw SmackDown recap for this week. Yeah. Let's jump into something much more entertaining in SummerSlam 1994. Are you ready, Nick? I am ready. We hope you're already out there, and if you're not, uh, that's too bad because we're going right now. So, uh, I'm going to hit play in three, two, one, hit it. All right, so I am looking at Bret Hart. I'm looking at the ring. ring. This is one of my favorite callbacks because it's been a while since I watched this. And one of my favorite things was the steel cage when they were putting it together and they they showed you that they were putting it together. They had a little bit of uh, time. Yeah, a little bit of time to talk. Kind of. Drop it down with the with the cage lowering music. And I used to hate this cage, but now I kind of dig it just because of the old school feel. I mean, I get the nostalgia factor for the blue bar cage, 
or the black bar cage, but that thing looked painful as hell. Man, it had no gear. Yeah. Ah, you're right. And it was completely out of the ordinary from like normal cages. Like NWA didn't have cages like that. They had like the the wick, the wire fence, whatever. I forget right, what you yeah. cyclone fence yeah. cage. I think they made that cage for WrestleMania two for King Kong Bundy yeah. specifically. Yeah. And they just kept it after that. Uh-huh. Still in hell, and they're like, <laughs> hey. Uh... <laughs> Stu Hart, the legend, but he, hey, yeah. I'm watching my kids here. <laughs> Front row seats. Front row, yeah. Let me, let me uh, get your arm there, kid. Hey, uh. Now, this is a year after Jerry Lawler and Bret Hart had their big feud. Um, <laughs> Look, Jerry Stu Hart was about to <laughs> pull up on Jerry Lawler right in the neck. <laughs> hey, who's that? Is that Davey Boy? It is. I'm... Yeah, I'm glad we did something with that hair eventually. I know, right? Now that's that's crazy because I I remember Davy Boy went to WCW, and he was only there for what about a year, I guess. Yeah, something like that. He was so jacked. He looks weird with glasses on. Yeah, he's so jacked. Look, he does. No. He looks. He doesn't look right, like just as a normal person. Like I like only picture <laughs> him as a wrestler. Like him sitting there with his reading glasses on, just hanging out. He's too big for his clothes. He was. <laughs> it's Jack, bro. Seriously, like, I think this is the first time he was back, too. Probably. Like, uh, I don't think British Bulldog was involved before this. David, uh, by the way, should be in the Hall Jim. of Fame in some capacity. Yes, I agree. Jim Nighthart is, is in as a member of the Heart yeah. Foundation, the tag team, not the group. Uh-huh. But uh, the Bulldogs... Either and, the Bulldog on his own or the British Bulldog should be in the Hall of Fame. Speaking of Jim Neidhart, his daughter is uh, going to headline SummerSlam on the women's side against Becky Lynch. That's that's a good uh, good for her. Good time. Natalia deserves it. Yeah, look at that. Now is that that's no. not an event though, right? You think Brock and Seth? Well, I'm just saying like it, it's it's got to be the women's main event, you know. If, if you're well, gonna, I don't yeah. know if Charlotte Trish Stratus might be the top women's match. Uh, you know, that's true. I completely forgot about that. But yeah. it's, it's so contrived how they set that one up. So I didn't. I'm just kind of like, whatever. I didn't see the segment, but yeah, it was kind of weird how they just randomly had a Jared the King Lawler segment. <laughs> it comes out. And it's like, there's a better yeah. way to do this. Besides, you didn't need Jared Lawler there. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They did Memphis last night? Like, what was. I don't understand. I don't either. Uh, well. This is uh, two months after. Jim Neidhart made his re-debut in WWF because he had helped Owen Hart win the King of the Ring, where we live commentated on Patreon the Owen Hart Razor Ramon finals. So you should go check that out if yeah. you haven't already. Patreon.com slash Shooters Radio. There's Bruce Hart getting involved again. Yeah. Freaking well, I think it's, spotlight I think, hog. I'm pretty sure he was originally intended for this angle. Like The idea came from him. I think it was either Bruce or Smith Hart. I can't remember exactly which one. I think Brett but, said it was like maybe you were the one that told me Brett said it was Bruce. I don't remember, but one of them yeah, two. Bruce was involved. And he instead was like, you know, I think we should do this all one because he's been in the company and uh, you know he's super talented. So let's give it to him instead. Yeah, I think we, we were talking about uh, Canadian Stampede and how Bruce apparently. 
put some uh, legit shots at Austin. <laughs> and Owen Hart was super pissed at him because he thought he stole the spotlight. And Brett actually wrote about that in his book. And uh, That's funny. Uh, That's look, look, look at you go to Canadian Stampede, you look after the match, Owen Hart is pissed. It's like, dude, you just pinned Austin in the, in the main event. Why are you so mad? <laughs> That's a beautiful title, Bret Hart is holding. It's a beautiful title. I like that SummerSlam logo behind them. They, they, did, cool they, did, they didn't use that often enough. That is a nice logo. I agree. I like WWE's the old school logo, but I like this one too. WWE's logo is like, I don't know, man. They're not good anymore. Like, they're not. No, I don't. They like, don't get super creative. With, like, the only one they really change every year is like WrestleMania. And they base it off the yeah. city. But like, SummerSlam has been virtually the same for like six years. Like, yeah. It's been a and long it, time. They tweaked it, too. Like, it was the same type with the star and then summer and then slam. Yeah. And, it, and they just kind of tweaked it. Kind of tweaked it, but it's been virtually the same for, like, yeah. almost, I want to say since, like, 20, like, like you said, the star. 2009, like, 2009-ish. Yeah, that star yeah. kind of look. Yeah. It's been that kind of look since, like, 2008, 2009. It's like, let's, let's, uh, let's do something different here. Yeah, but yeah. I agree. Screw it. Go back to this one. This one is nice. That's right. Bring back Top Hat Girl too while you're at it. Um, I don't need Top Hat Girl. And bring, and bring back Mania. That mullet is ridiculous. Ridiculously awesome. Okay. Oh, it's funny because I didn't realize they were doing... I just... I wanted to capture... There's a lot of talking here, Nick. Yeah, the pregame... Uh, pregame. <laughs> the pre-match... Interviews with Davy Boy and Jim Neidhart. I didn't realize this was after that, so we haven't even gotten to the entrances yet. But it's okay. Cause just imagine how happy like Bret Hart is headlining. Well, he's not technically headlining, but in a co-main event for the WWF title against his brother Owen. This, this is my main event at SummerSlam. This is my headliner. Yeah. All right, here we and go. You know, you know what's hilarious? A year prior, he technically lost to Jerry Hart, uh, Jerry Hart, Jerry Lawler, <laughs> because he wouldn't let go of the sharpshooter. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had it on for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so the referee was like, he has reversed the decision. It's a way to keep, give Jerry Lawler his heat. That's right. And he did the same angle with Jerry Lawler again at WrestleMania 27 with Michael Cole. Which was trash. Yeah. Uh, that should have never happened. Well, uh, thanks for bringing that up, man. I'm sorry. But <laughs> it was just a callback that I yeah. had to get in. All right, here we go. Here comes the rocket. Oh, that look at that projection. Cool theme song. Dude, that was great. I love that. Oh, oh. The door. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Oh, it's probably like, come on, man, this is my moment. Right. <laughs> he was so perfect. And I thought it was weird because he was wearing the wrist tape here. But I'm, I don't think anyone bled during this match. So it was like kind of a different look for him because he didn't really wear the wrist tape that much. I, I would have never noticed that until you said something. Yeah. You notice these strange details. And... Hey, man, like I'm a, the king of useless knowledge. Owen's the king of hearts. So I'm the king of you. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I notice stuff like that is like 
Titus O'Neil doesn't wear anything on his arms, which are ridiculously long. Yeah. Like Titus, you got pissed up on your arms. You look strange without nothing. You need a sleeve, Can, or an apple pad, or something. Of, speaking of Titus, what if the greatest Royal Rumble had those LED oh. ring aprons? Oh, he would have died. When he tri- <laughs> he'd have he would have died, or he would have been uh, he would have been paralyzed. Either one. Like, I think about that, and I'm like, why? Why do you need them? Because what if something like that? Ha- it's easy for something like that to happen. Well, you're not anticipating people just running straight to the ring and tripping. What, what, what if there's a run-in? What if there's a run-in? Five, Even if there's theme music or not, someone could trip at any time. There were 50 people in that match, and 49 of them got to the ring. And- <laughs> like, I just mean in general, though. What if Becky Lynch comes running down during Raw and attacks Natalia, but she trips and runs well, into the LED screen and, you know, is injured? You know, like, see, that's why if, if you're going to have them, put them on the other side of, like, the ring. Nobody's going to see them. Are you talking about on the other, like, two sides, I guess? Yeah, just leave it the hard camera side and then maybe, like, the commentator side. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It, it's just weird to me that, it's, first of all, it's weird to me that Raw, SmackDown, and the pay-per-views have it, and NXT doesn't anymore. So, it's mm-hmm. just weird, but. At the very least, Titus O'Neil would have had a severe concussion. And that is at the very least. <laughs> dude, his whole body went under there. I, I think even his feet went under there. <laughs> so he was hanging out. Yeah. So. All right. That's funny. When Brett, Brett was coming down, Bruce Hart gave him like, the biggest hug ever. It's like, Bruce, relax, dude. <laughs> he just loves you can tell Bruce loves the spotlight. I'm, looking back, I'm really not a fan of Bruce Hart <laughs> at all. <laughs> Is Bruce Hart still alive? I don't. We gotta. We gotta yeah. double check. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. One of one of them died recently. One of the Hearts. I think that was Davy. That was her. Uh, uh, was it him? Maybe it was that one on the no, screen. Bruce, Bruce Hart's still alive. Yeah, Smith. Maybe it was Smith. I mean, didn't yeah. Brett have like nine brothers and sisters or something Smith like that? Smith Hart died in 2017. Who? Smith. Oh, okay. And Keith Hart, I think, died recently too. Was it Keith? No, he's still alive. He, yeah, he, he was the other one in that Survivor Series match. I don't know. It's a lot of them. Here we go. Here we go. Dude, Owen Hart looks awesome with those pink knee pads. Just because of his like ring outfit. Bret Hart never... He only wore that type of ring outfit once at the Survivor Series, if I remember correctly. So Bret Hart always had the pants and the like, tank top shirt. But Owen Hart, with his gear and those pink knee pads, he just looks awesome. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that stuff that I pay attention to the most. But You got the, the, wrestling, the wrestling fashion on Smash. Yeah. And I think this is Bret Hart's first... Uh, pay-per-view with the tie-dye type uh, design on his tights. So I don't remember him having that at WrestleMania. Or King of the Ring. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Is that really tie-dye? That's like like paint thrown on. It's not really a tie-dye design. <clears throat> well, yeah. That's what I meant. Like a slung paint kind of design. Yeah. yeah. I miss having that WWF logo on the bottom left. 
<laughs> I miss like the useless stuff that never matters at all. So much nostalgia right now for Nick Bacone. Now this event took place at the United Center. And yeah, Chicago, right. So yeah, that's like that's not ordinary. That that didn't, didn't really happen. though. doesn't happen to this day for WWE. They, I don't think they ever run the United Center. They always run the Rose My Horizon. In yeah. Rose My Illinois, it's not even technically Chicago. I think the United right. Center in Chicago, yep. proper. So yeah, this, I don't know when. And this the is like Center opened. I remember they were like the brand spanking new United Center. So and they did the same thing in '96 when they came to Philly for Mind Games. The right. State Center just opened, but uh, just the way they would talk about the venues—that's what I remember about this pay-per-view a lot. Well, I mean, place. this was at this point the mecca for basketball because Michael Jordan was—I mean, he, he might have just retired at this point, yeah. but you know, this was the, the heyday of the Bulls and Michael Jordan. So uh-huh. this was a big-time arena. But let me see the date as. Brett climbs. The Not cave. so fast. Not so fast. Yeah, it opened up August 18th, 1994. This might have been one of the first events yeah. <laughs> in this building. Yeah, this is just 11 days after that. Wow. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, this opened in August 18th, 1994. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't even think about that. Also won this pay-per-view. Razor Ramon won yeah. the Intercontinental title from Diesel with Walter Payton in his corner. I remember that, that one. But yeah, according to uh, United Center's website, there was a ribbon-cutting ceremony on August 18th, 1994. This this might have been the very first thing that ever, like this, yeah. this is the very first major event that's happened in the United Center. And it, it's okay. a good thing because they obviously had this place booked well in advance for SummerSlam. So it's a good thing they opened it uh, more than a week before this event because I'm I can only imagine them cutting it close. Vince being like, "Dude, we're like two weeks away and the venue's not technically open. Like, what the hell?" <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, they would have moved it to to the horizon probably. Yeah. Uh, I like how the uh, the list of events they have here that they listed at the United Centers. 96 Democratic National Convention, Rolling Stones, Eric Clapton, Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, U2, The Who, The Three Tenors, all these different things. It's double basketball tournaments, stuff like that. None of which say WWE. (laughs) (laughs) None of which say SummerSlam, 1994. Maybe that was something that happened. How about that? 11 days after this building opened. And the Bulls and the Blackhawks still pay, play there to this day. Uh-huh. See the the desperation here. I've never I've never been a why fan is... of WWE's cage rules. Yeah, and why would Brett want to escape? Like, get out of here. Well, he wants to win the title. That's man, he he's the champ though. But like, keep, keep the he, title. Don't don't escape. Beat the snot sh- out of your brother, and make him submit, man. Well, that's why I don't like WWE's cage rules because it makes the winner is essentially running away. Yeah, like it's a. I understand there's like, you... I'm saying there's drama inherently involved in that. Like, oh, who's gonna get their feet to the floor, floor first? Yeah. And it becomes like a race, and then I said that can that can bring the crowds to his feet. But like, 
I'm I'm more of a fan of the old school NWA case matches, man, where they just beat the hell out of each other for 30 <laughs> minutes and there's a fall to a finish. And there wasn't no trying to climb over and trying to pull somebody back or trying to get to the door and all that stuff. Like, yeah. this is like, this is, if it's a cage match, it's a grudge match. That means these people don't like each other. And it's a cage because you're trying to keep everybody inside and then keep other people that aren't involved with the match outside. It's just mano a mano, and they beat the hell out of each other, and there's blood and all that stuff. And WWE is like, how about have the winner run away? Like, what? <laughs> I guess that was a good way to have heels uh, when... You know, since they or, were cowards to begin with, or I guess, you know, something like that. I guess in WWE's mind, there's a way to not pin, excuse me, not pin yeah. a heel attraction, like King Kong Bundy, for instance. Right. I guess they didn't necessarily want to pin him, so Hogan, get out the cage. And he got his I'll two t- for and he won. Yeah, and I'll tell you, two of my favorite steel cage match endings... Did you see NXT a few weeks ago, Io Shirai and Sh- Shayna Baszler for the women's not. title? That had a good ending, a uh, uh, clever ending, uh, you know, something that was kind of unique and original. That was one of my favorites, so since you haven't, I'm not going to spoil it, but well, you know, I know who won. check it out. Again. Well, yeah, but the ending I thought was really good. Okay. Back at... A year prior to this match, SummerSlam, the SummerSlam Spectacular, 1993, you had the Steiner Brothers and Money, Inc. in a tag team title cage match, and Rick Steiner escaped. So, obviously, two both team members had to escape because there was no referee in, inside the cage. Rick Steiner Ooh, was that. out. That's good. Oh, I hate that dropkick, man. Yeah, sometimes. that's an Owen Hart special, they, man. Yeah, it is. Just the way they land freaks me out every time. And you see Daniel Bryan do it a ton. Yeah. That's, well, I don't think he does it anymore, but... Oh, he's. He I've seen fine. him do it recently. Oh, man. He's, he uh, needs to stop. Yeah, he, that's can't, a, he can't do it every single match, no. Um, he easily just turn around yeah. when he's doing People land on their stomach or whatever. When yeah. they, like, front, they just flat on their back, but... Yeah. So... Rick Steiner <laughs> escaped the cage. Million Dollar Man escaped the cage. IRS was coming down. Rick Steiner went over to where IRS was coming down and prevented him from falling on the ground, put IRS on his shoulders, and so IRS couldn't get down. And then, okay. Scott, meanwhile, Scott Steiner on the other side of the ring climbed over the cage when Million Dollar Man was trying to beat up Rick so IRS could touch the ground. <laughs> And Scott Steiner right. touched the ground. Rick Steiner's feet were on the ground. Steiner Brothers retained the tag team titles. That was one of my favorite cage match endings. Like I said, I'm still not I'm, a fan of the I was also seven years out. old, so. <laughs> I'm still not a fan of the whole climbing out thing. I mean, it's making for some good action here in this match. They're climbing up. They're on the cage, yeah. fighting each other. They've been hanging for a while now. Yeah. And the great thing about these two is that you're kind of not worried about them because you know they'll be oh. safe. Oh, that one just took a big bump. Oh, poor Martha. <laughs> Watching the two boys beat the hell out of each other. At the same time, though, she's probably seen her husband and her sons do some crazy thing and take so much punishment. Probably nothing for it. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just, I mean, I don't think the baby, though. Yeah, no matter how old they are, they're a baby. But, yeah. 
You don't want to see a baby go through pain and stuff like that. Man, Owen Hart made everything look so good. Like, that backdrop should have not looked as good as it did. (laughs) But Hart threw him, like, 80 feet in the air because that one, like, jumped that high. Like, it's, it's... crazy how much I didn't pay attention back then to just the athleticism and everything. I was just worried about winners and losers and all that. Well, I didn't care, care about the actual wrestling. You were you were a kid and yeah. Yeah. you're, you know, especially when you're a kid, but just in general, we're supposed to suspend our disbelief and pick a side. Yeah. That's why I hated Jim Ross in like 96. You know, he would talk about the bad guys being like, oh, great athletes and everything. I was like, shut up, man. Like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're great athletes, they're great athletes. I don't mean they're good people. Yeah. That's why I'm like, why are you praising them? You're supposed to, like, hate yeah. them. So don't tell me good things about these bad people. <laughs> fair point. Fair enough. He, he did that with Austin a lot, you know, like, especially when he the Stone Cold character, he's like, you may not like him. Well, it didn't help, hurt neither that Austin's getting cheered. So that, It's true, because it wound up coming to, maybe that was a big part of it, because Jim Ross was almost praising him sometimes, like, you may not like him, but he's never going to give up, and he didn't. Hmm. Yeah, that reminded Canadian Stampede when Austin ran into the ring after the match, and beat people up with the steel chair and Jim Ross was like, Austin is not afraid of anything. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, like is he the good guy or the bad guy? Like I mean, just the act alone made him like a good guy. I mean, he runs yeah. in with the chair and takes on all comers. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. How can you not cheer for a guy like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the, the the guy from the Reds who just <laughs> like the entire pirate scene. Like how do you not yeah. like this guy? He tried to take on the entire team. Yeah, dude, and he didn't even like he didn't get overcome either. Like he was there for a good five oh, seconds by himself, to, and they had to was, hold him back. It wasn't like they had to keep <laughs> yeah. off of him. It was like he had to get him away from the pirates. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that, that was crazy. Fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Jim. You can tell him with the summer slam shirt on. <laughs> Right. Oh, you know he's wearing are. tights too. He was wearing <laughs> tights. Like he's always like, ready to work, brother. <laughs> like why doesn't he just hop over right now and pull Owen out? Like <laughs> it's not illegal. So I, I only see one referee out there. There's usually two or three, right? Yeah. Maybe the other one's on the other side of the ring. Uh-oh. Uh, Welcome back to the middle. You know what's coming now. Oh, uh, I uh, was coming. That's an interesting angle. Yeah. Mm, I like I that. I see what they're trying to go for there, but they kind of missed what Bret Hart did. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I remember this, uh, I was watching this with my family, and when they showed... British Bulldog in the audience the first time. They're like, oh my god, he's back? Because they didn't watch WCW. I was the only one that would turn wrestling on at any time. And if I saw like guys I knew, I would keep it on. So like, British Bulldog was in WCW. I watched like a Clash of the Champions when he faced Vader. 
and uh, stuff like that. Like the Guardian Angel when the big Moss Man was over there. Guardian Angel. But my parents, my sister, they never watched anything other than WWF, so they were like, oh my god, it's British Bulldog, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to his hair? (laughs) That's exactly what they said. And I said, I don't know. After this, he didn't really have... The, he didn't have the braids really again, right? I don't think he went back to the braids at any point after this. He just had, I guess, the long, oh, yeah. stringy hair, or he cut it short, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. He put it in a pony's tail for Survivor Series when he was in Bret Hart's corner, and then it was just down other than that. Yeah, they had until the he braids. cut it short. I don't know if he had braids in the 80s. I know he had braids in the early 90s, and of course he had, yeah. he had the, I mean, won the title, the IC title in Wembley. Come on, Brett. What are you doing? Snoozing. You know, as a purist as Bret Hart was, I wonder how he felt about not main eventing this show. <laughs> Probably didn't like it. Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker I was like it neither. popular, but he's been gone since January. This is his big return, but you're the WWF champion and right. facing your brother in a steel cage. You don't you think that's a little more important? In an angle that had been built up for months. Yeah. That yeah. people had emotionally invested in. Almost a year in the making. Almost and, a year. And people had, you know, all of a sudden, this stupid Undertaker versus Undertaker angle swoops in and takes that top spot from you. And it's just, it's, that was dumb. I mean, he's even on the, Undertaker's on a poster even for his main event match. Yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> like, come on, man. You know this is not going to get over, and people aren't going to care about this. I mean, I, I, I remember watching this as a kid, and like, oh, it's two Undertakers, but I was also like, five, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I agree. I just, I, if I was Bernhardt, I would have been upset, too. Yeah. I would have felt some type of way, because yeah. I'm the champion, like you said, in a steel cage against my, against my younger brother, my real-life younger brother. Who beat me at WrestleMania? Yeah. Like, fair yeah. and square. This is a no-brainer. Undertaker versus Undertaker would have been a fine semi-main event, just yeah. like essentially what Undertaker versus Kane was at WrestleMania 14. Maybe they learned their lesson by then that uh, the big monster attraction to be the main event, we could have the championship match to be the main event. I mean, you couldn't keep Austin out of the main event by that point. But right. you don't need the big monster attraction to be to close the show. But that could be a semi-main. And that would have been a fine semi-main event on this show. Undertaker versus Undertaker. It's an intriguing story. It's not a great one. And it wasn't really great to watch. But, you know, just on paper, it sounds pretty nice. Like, oh, there's another Undertaker? What? How many Undertakers are there? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what, though? I think that, it's like, to the cage. we've been talking about it. I think I realized why they did it. Because they needed, they absolutely needed Leslie. Oh my God! Leslie to Wilson? say at the end of the pay per view, case closed. Oh my! He, he God. couldn't say God. that yeah. before then, and Bruh. it wouldn't have made sense after this match. So that's why they did it. Bruh. Yeah. You got to have Leslie Nielsen. R.I.P. Leslie Nielsen, yes. legend. Uh, looking for the fake, looking for the real Undertaker, I should say. Yeah. Oh my God. Case closed. WWF. And they, and they went to Domino's because Domino's delivered SummerSlam this year. WWF, y'all were trash in '94, <laughs> other than like a few things. 
My God, what were y'all thinking? Nothing against Leslie Nielsen, but that was unnecessary. Come on. Naked Gun was still one of my favorite, three of my favorite movies of all time. Bret Hart hit his head pretty hard on that that backdrop, by the way. Yeah. It needs to look like it. Man, did you see that that kick Kofi Kingston took? Or that knee by AJ Styles on SmackDown? I didn't know. It looked really bad, but... Apparently, I haven't heard anything about like an injury, but well, how about Kofi getting a win over AJ Styles? Yeah, clean. Yeah, he's already like WWE champion, so that's a big deal. But yeah, yeah, he's picking up these big wins too. Like that's right. They're really booking Kofi strong. We can you know say what we want about other people and other realms of WWE, but mm-hmm. big power driver. Yeah. But at least they're booking Kofi Kingston to be a viable WWE champion, and not just yeah. You know, they're not Rey Mysterioing him. Right. Exactly. So, kudos to WWE for that. That's about all the kudos y'all get, though. I mean, even Daniel Bryan to a degree. I think this reign's been was better than Daniel Bryan's. Now. Well, so. yeah. Well, you're talking about Daniel, mean, most recent one for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can say that. I guess. I mean, that I was wasn't the bad one. about the one he had in 2014 when he got hurt. I mean, that was just bad luck. Yeah, there's no reason that anyone should hold that against him. No, no. That's why I was like, yeah. what? He got hurt. That's, you know, yeah. that, you can't hold that against Daniel Bryan. I don't even think and he, he got had... booked against Kane right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, he had like one def- defense, and then that was it. He got booked to, to be scared of Kane right after beating a Batista and Randy Orton in the main event of WrestleMania and Triple H all in the same night. If he ever gotta... in one night, yeah, now he's he got Kane. You got to think Kofi beats Orton at SummerSlam because why the hell would they yeah. make a switch at this point? But I mean. I'll I, never, I'll never say never. I can plausibly see Orton going into the Fox deal as champion, but just because they got the history of happened to them, that that didn't look those, fun at all. Those rope uh, bumps, yikes! They look, I, they make them look so like bad in a good way, like like get hurt so bad, like and oh, they you look, never want to do that <laughs> because they're so good. They're flawlessly selling it too. Yeah. But I, I can see Orton being champion, but I think because Orton and Kofi had that history of what happened in 09, like Orton, yeah. you know, Barrett, Kingston and whatnot, I think it'll work the other way around for Kofi this time around. He'll, he'll retain. <laughs> Hope so. Ooh. Oh, you know what? I just realized. What's that? They can in this match, they can only win by escaping because there's no referee in the in the ring. Oh, <laughs> I don't know true. why I just realized that, but um, I guess in the build-up, something had to been said because not every cage match was like this in WWF at the time because there were some that had referees in there and others that yeah. Didn't, so oh, big punches! This is a fight now. So I said like 20 minutes ago about beating his brother up, making him quit. I was like, no, that's not possible. <laughs> not in this match. So this is where like, I don't like it. It's like the, the cage match kind of evolves to who can run the fastest. Yeah. And yeah. It's yeah. dramatic. Like I said, it can be dramatic. Ow! That that. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it's dramatic yeah. as it can be. It just kind of hurts the concept of the cage match. I just, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. It becomes a race to who can get their two feet on the floor instead of. <laughs> I love it because just Jim Neidhart always just looks like the heel. And <laughs> you can see Davy Boy clapping like, "Come on, Brett!" And 
they just play that they're that family was just so pro wrestling man it was they made me understand more than i think like in terms of pro wrestling and good versus bad and oh oh we got like, to- i know Bret hart wanted to be like a real life hero and kind of took himself seriously at times but i mean they were they were so good man of course yeah like i said back to the whole escape room thing you see when these guys are crawling to the door the <laughs> crowd is getting up for it like the crowd yeah. is so that's your, you know, if you want to make a case for why the escape thing works, I mean, look at the crowd as no further evidence because they're coming alive for those escape attempts. That's really what <laughs> I want. I want to just take a bump I, against an invisible guy. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm just not a fan of that. I'd rather, yeah. this, this would be a better match if they weren't trying to escape. It's as good as the fans are into it. This would be even better if they weren't trying to escape. If they just right. fought and tried Especially to if, like, Owen got the sharpshooter on Brett or Brett got the sharpshooter on Owen. And, you know, it's like, oh, will he give up? And there's a referee in there. The crowd would be just as involved, I think. I think this oh, is God. only their... Owen's gotten to that case. So I think this is the only the second match between them, right? Because I don't think they faced each, maybe a tag match here and in, in there, but well, yeah, you didn't this see WrestleMania. Them this is the first other, the second one-on-one match, I guess, between them. You didn't really see the big one-on-one matchups on Raw every week. I was obviously not talking about house shows, but yeah, like the viewer, you know, I've... right? Television matches. Yeah. Yeah, this might have been the second one because, like I said, I don't think they were just doing. Big name versus big name on TV, mm-hmm. back in, even back in '94. Yeah. What? What kind of? <laughs> <laughs> he stood all the way up to his feet and just fell right back down. It's like Owen got up too soon. Like, oh no, I gotta get back down. <laughs> the blood was rushing to the head too quickly. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know what the funny part is about why I thought in the beginning Owen Hart was never Bret Hart's brother? Uh, okay. What you got there? Blonde hair. <laughs> I was like, oh. uh, they're not brothers. <laughs> this is like when he was with Jim Nightheart and the New Foundation. They're like, oh, and Hart, Bret Hart's brother. And I was like, he's not Bret Hart's brother. Get out of here. Oh, if I could just be eight years old again and not understand anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, though. I think an Owen Hart title reign during this Incarnation of Owen Hart would have been awesome. As champion? But Vince McMahon just didn't like heel champs. Well, yeah. Not, definitely not in this day and age. Not the new generation. Now <laughs> with little kids in the backstage area going, Brett! <laughs> turning around and giving him his glasses and whatnot. 
Go the get him, champ. The realistic version would be like security guard. What the hell are you doing back here, kid? <laughs> Where's your parents? You don't have a credential. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. Right. Where's your credential, kid? <laughs> get no, out of here. The new generation. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! I blocked it. There's been a lot of action on the ropes in this match. I am here for it. He's gonna kick his leg out of his leg again. (laughs) Looks like he's measuring him. He's just up. Oh! Oh! <laughs> he said, get your hands out of here. Oh. Fans are into this match. Yeah. It may not be my cup of tea, but the fans are into it. And I guess at the end of the day, that's what really matters the most. You get the fans emotionally, emotionally invested. You did a good job. Again, I'm just absolutely and of that whole escape thing, man. You can keep. <laughs> I've said, you know, when the crowd's in, involved and hot for a match, it, it makes it that much better to me watching, because uh, it, it just gets me into it. Oh, of course. That's literally literally the reason why The Rock versus Hulk Hogan is regarded as a classic. It wasn't just right. because the action in the ring was so great, it's because they had the crowd in the palm of their hands. And they could do anything, and the fans are going to go wild for it. They literally switch roles during the match, and the fans bought in. Yeah, and then they kind of switch back at the end of it when The Rock won, and the fans bought in again. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we're supposed to like The Rock still. We still like The Rock, especially when we get the people's elbow. He's like, oh hey, we still like the people's elbow. And then they, you know, started cheering Hogan again. It was just, it was just crazy. So that was all fan reaction, working the crowd, and. Not so much the action, which wasn't bad. It was just wasn't like Okada versus Omega. <laughs> A little different. True that. True that. But yeah, the Rock's facials during that match were great. Like looking at the crowd, like what? Hmm. <laughs> like what is going on right now? But you know, he didn't let it affect him in anything. He like some wrestlers today would. Oh. Oh, there it is. There it is. The most. The safest superplex in wrestling history, right? That's what Bret Hart, that's what Bret Hart would say. That's what Bret Hart would say. Oh, okay. I'm he sure there's some pain involved. Never, never hurting any of his opponents. I'm sure there's some pain involved in that because gravity <laughs> still hurts. Ask Bret, man. He's like, nah, that didn't hurt. <laughs> Meanwhile, his opponent's like, oh, my back. <laughs> Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> That's a half fake line for all you kids out there. Uh-oh, Bret Hart trying to set up like The Undertaker. <laughs> I was going to say that. We already it's got two main, of those. It's not main event time yet, man. All right, we got two of those already. We don't need a third. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been funny if they brought Brian Lee in to play Kane? And they would have had Undertaker versus Kane is, again, basically The Undertaker versus Undertaker. I mean, they kind of already did with Undertaker versus Isaac Yankum, but still, like, 
Should have did a, a tag team match with two canes going against two Undertakers. <laughs> the fake cane from like June 19th or whatever that thing, May 19th, I mean, or something like that. And then the fake Undertaker and the real Undertaker. That would have been a classic. Uh, sharpshooter time. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. Can't escape if you can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to break his legs. Looking right into the camera. That one hurts great. He's looking right into the camera. <laughs> I love it. Now when your feet are too far spread apart. Oh, got him. Oh, man. I tried to tell you. Oh, you got to keep your feet square, baby. If I had a time machine, I'd go back to 94 and tell Owen to put his feet closer together. So Brett couldn't do that. Now that looks like... Yeah, that looks like the sharpshooter he put on Kurt Henning at uh, SummerSlam 91. Ouch. Now Owen was waving to Anvil, I'm guessing. Mm. I don't know if there was no cue there, though, because if I remember, Anvil gets out and attacks Davy Boy before he even gets involved. Oh, you know what? The match ends before then. How about that? Why don't they bring this cage back? Just because it's probably it hurts. Too, too much to... Well, it probably takes too long to put together. Also, if you want people flying into that cage, they're going to get hurt. So they got concussion policies now and stuff like that. You can't use that cage. It's easier to climb, though. But that, Well, it was. But now they have the footholds for... Yeah. The new cages. But this Which actually, the, the new cages aren't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Kyoto. I think I have Mike Kyoto right there with the mullet. That's right. Better referee than Earl Hemner. That's your opinion, not mine. It's fact. The opinion of Nick McCone. <laughs> and Nick McCone alone. His views did not represent <laughs> the entire straight shooter universe. What, are we trying to get Earl on the show or something? <laughs> <laughs> you make it a weekly routine and crap on oh. him. Owen Hart, Owen Hart's over there. Jump off, Owen! <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't Owen do it? He's so right. close to being champion. Oh! And, uh, he's stuck. And, and Brett jumps off. Brett wins. The crowd is going crazy. And Owen's hanging. And not hard. It's like, whatever. Yeah, oh, he just tossed the shades. Oh. Serious business. Uh, oh, uh, 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 oh, God. Get out of here. Oh! Uh, oh, Dana, Dana got creamed. Referee just steps right over. <laughs> oh, he would have checked on her. Okay. <laughs> Mike Yoda's got some belts belt. Look at those tights Nyhart's got on. What is going on, baby? Yeah. Those are something else. <laughs> Time to get that heat. So, where are the other brothers at? Come on, man. Yeah. All Bulldog did was dip over uh, the 
guardrail, and he's selling more than <laughs> Roman Reigns did on SmackDown. <laughs> so Mabel's all great, man. He's holding his like eye, and <laughs> he just fell over the guardrail. Meanwhile, Roman Reigns just walks off. Come on, come on, now get that, get that, get yeah, that pat come on, baby. Come on. As a brute, Bruce tried to ruin crap again. <laughs> get out the way, like, dude. Anvil lock it first, you moron. <laughs> yeah, I even lock. <laughs> I swear, Bruce Hart sucks. He's just like Earl Hebner. Now you can climb up, guys. Yeah, it's mean, pretty easy to climb up. We'll do try. There he goes. Damn. Ah, that one's shoe. He took his boot off. Damn. <laughs> what if Bruce Hart came out like... down his own brothers off the stage? Dude, I could totally see Bruce Hart climbing up, doing like a moonsault off the top. Moonsault. Steal, wow. steal everyone's thunder. Come on, Davy boy. You're, you're, you're the pro. Moonsault in WWF history by this point. <laughs> <laughs> Stay down, Bruce. You're just annoying me now. One of my favorite parts is coming up i not yet but i went in nightheart kicking brett's ass in the cage and owen keeping everyone out you swat him like why wouldn't you just go up on the other side <laughs> you see owen right there this all right why are you kicking my homies off i'm just well, in, I, I guess not, not, on the same side they didn't even try yeah. a different side well i took her shirt off serious business now he mad now he big mad Oh, he's fighting back. <laughs> you get away from the person I beat two years ago. And Bulldog has cleared the top. Uh-oh, here he comes. You are all out of there with one right, move. You going to make it now? Are you going to make it, Jim? Come on. He's got him. He's got him. Get him. Oh, he, now his shoe's off. He pulled on throwing his shoe. Yeah, he tossed it at him. He throws his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and now the brothers can leave the cage because the lock has been snipped, but no one's chasing after Owen and Anvil. Right. And more damage has been done. And I really loved the whole, like, have an anvil go with Owen. Because to me, it made sense back then. Because they were the last tag team in, in that family. Like, it wasn't Anvil and Brett. It was Anvil and Owen. So, it, to me, it made sense. Do you want to watch the rest of this? Like, no. this whole rigmarole with them getting them out of the ring? At this point, they're just checking on Brett. And I think, I think they do a promo backstage with Owen and... Nightheart. I'm kind of done with this now. Yeah, they're just checking on Brett. All right. I'm going to call Okay. We'll stop there. Brett Hart will go on to lose the title just a few months later. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's SummerSlam 1994, folks. Big match. uh, Yeah, biggest match on the card, according to us. That's how it went down. Owen Hart versus Brett Hart. Brett Hart retains, but... This is ass whooped 
after the sh- after the match <laughs> by Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart as a SWAT other members of the Hart family away. Uh, but yeah, that was a fun little thing we did there. SummerSlam 1994. Uh, again, typically a Patreon thing we do, but we decided to give it to you all for free. But if you do want to pay for some of our content, patreon.com slash shooters radio. Uh, anything you want to wrap up with before we get out of here, Nick? No, man, I'm good. Great match. And uh, maybe I'll watch Undertaker versus Undertaker later. You can do that on your own, Tom. Like, you're on your own on that one. Uh, but in the meantime, Nick, take us out with some plugs, my brother. Uh, I just I knew you were going to say that. But <laughs> I, needed, I needed to throw it in, and it, you did not let me down. You can follow me at Nick McCone on Twitter, and you can follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the straight shooters. You could also catch this podcast on phillyinfluencer.com and phillyvoice.com. All right. Well, I'm at Von M. Johnson on Twitter. Of course, you can find me out here in these streets. It's going to be hot in these streets, though, so I don't know. Too hot. Uh, I'm only out, really, when I have to for work. Other than that, I'm under the AC. I'm under the AC. But you can find us, you can listen to us under under some AC, in your house, in the comfort of your own home, or in your car, something like that, on these hair platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the mothership, WiFiRadio.com, where you can find all 205 prior episodes episodes of the Straight Shooters. Of course, you can go straight to the episode, straight to the source, straight-shooters.simplecast.com. Straight-shooters.simplecast.com has all of our episodes. You can listen to on your, on your desktop. You can download them from there. All that, all those options are available to you at straight-shooters.simplecast.com. It's a part of WiFiRadio.com, uh, so it's not like you're, you know, doing something outside of the ordinary there. So check us out there as well. Until next time, though, for Nick McCone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 206 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch you all again next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at PiconeNick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190.